0: The question in my mind is, how do you create or relaunch a highly profitable and successful six to seven figure business? With so much conflicting advice about the best ways to start and grow your business, how do you get it right the first time? I want to help entrepreneurs make a real difference and navigate the messy world of startup or relaunch. My name is John North, and this is the Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs Show. Join me today when we dig deep with our guests and get you the best blueprint so you can fast track your own business. This episode is sponsored by volpreneur.app, your all-in-one online business system. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at StartupSecrets.show right now. So let's get into the day's episode.
1: Hi, my name is Christina Kumar, and you are listening to Startup Secrets Show with John North. We are talking about my new book, Take Massive Action, and How to Grow Your Company with Awesome PR. Listen in now.
0: today's very special guest is Christine Kumar who's a PR agency and a journalist from Northern California. So welcome to the show.
1: Hi thank you John for having me.
0: Cool and so um, I was talking before about what you do and you, you said that you you focus on getting people PR that, that's already got established PR, um, sort of a reputation. Is that what you normally do?
1: Um, I've also worked on new businesses but it's um, something i enjoy to take something that actually has a little bit of traction and then Mm -hmm. launching them more into the stratosphere like getting there more media okay i like doing that
0: yeah yeah and i can imagine it's it's quite rewarding when they because it's a um it's an interesting thing when they appear on media so particularly for the first time right it's it's like we're talking you're talking about writing a book and stuff and it's all like the very first time you do something like that it's quite amazing
1: yeah, it's a very, very interesting experience. And there's a lot of new things thrown at you that you have to learn. Yeah. But for people who like to multitask, it's it's exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So how did you get into this game in the first place? What we, you know, obviously, how long you've been in, doing, doing this exactly?
1: Um, so I've been doing PR for around five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, journalism, a little, Bit I think over seven years, um, and then actually authoring my own books. Um, so I've co-authored five books so far since last year. Nice. And then, and then I'm I fully authored my first book this year, and so I'm doing the pre-launch for that. And I interviewed the inventor of the cell phone, Martin Cooper, for that, oh. um, and several other interesting people. Um, Greg Reed, he's written books for the Napoleon Hill Foundation and um, was honored by President um, Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton before for his um, like charity work type things he does uh, for nonprofits and everything like that. Um, So I've included a lot of people I knew in the book and they're pretty well known. And then also several figures from the past. Mm -hmm. So this was really exciting. I, I've been working with a Georgetown professor in writing this book. So he knows how to create a good book. So I've been mm. taking his advice and mm. we've been going along.
0: That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's good. You And I mean, you, you're probably you're doing one thing that a lot of people necessarily don't do is they go seek the experts out, right? Go and find what other people know. Don't assume you know it and then try to make it all up yourself. You know, like in some cases, you know, you're better off leveraging other people and finding out what they know. Yeah, other people. So it's interesting. A lot of these pe- names, you know, like it, it's it, with inventions and stuff. A lot of people don't know who invented stuff, right? It's it's almost like it's it's either been they've been bought out, cheated out of it, or whatever yeah. along the way, <laughs> and they never, you know, they never actually like I mean, like McDonald's, you know, you know, they the McDonald's brothers sold that franchise for the very little money at the time, and and you know, so it's quite interesting how you look back at those people who actually invented it, and it wasn't necessarily about the money, was it, when they did it.
1: It's probably more about the passion and interest and seeing where it goes. Um, but I mean, of course, you want you want to build money so you can keep it going. But I think to build something great, you have to have passion for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of the, like big corporations don't really have that uh, passion. It's always it always comes back to one person, right? That's that's driving it originally. And then you know, sometimes a corporation will take it over. But the reality is, is that initial kind of idea is usually very individual. And I think that's one thing about they talk about AI replacing people, but I think that that creating those great ideas is never something a computer could ever do.
1: I hope not. (laughs) Otherwise, we're in big trouble, right?
0: (laughs) So, give us some, I guess, some ideas about PR. Like, what's the, I guess, the myths of PR? Where, Where do people sort of think? Like I, I spoke to a guy yesterday about something and he said, oh, if I can just if I get on TV and I can talk about my book, I'll sell lots of books, right? And and I've seen that not work out very well because the reality is it's a moment in time, right? So you've got that little um, segment and then no one ever sees mm-hmm. it again.
1: Mm-hmm. And so,
0: yeah. So do you have some myths of PR that you've come across that people sort of come to you and say, I want to do this? And you think you've got to be kidding, you're crazy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, the hardest um pr projects i have to do was once on a timeline yep. like you know a few day timeline where you really have to panic and get everything together and make mm-hmm. sure you get all the right numbers but i think the easiest uh, ways to do that is to just leverage your network and, and uh, work together as a team and reach out to all your media connections and um, have that one goal and never forget that one goal like mm-hmm. for example i was working on a um, a certain casting project for a movie, um, called New Dimensions, um, full circle, the story of the New Dimensions, and we had to get, um, casting, background cast for a casting scene for the movie, a dancing scene, and, um, we needed a lot more people, and so we were able to get on a few different news stations and on radio and podcasts, and then so when the event finally came um we made sure to have when we were on these news stations we made sure that the address was put up where mm-hmm. we'd be located um what are main, the
0: basics right they actually forget to put the contact details in it <laughs> yes
1: yeah. the main reason we're there <laughs> yeah. and uh, and um um, basically the location where we're at, um, websites and all that, and our basically our go-to action plan. So they know what we want them there for. So yeah. then we were able to get the right numbers and everything on the actual day. So that was good.
0: <laughs> Cause the thing with PR though, generally speaking, it takes time, right? It's not something that, you know, it's overnight success. Sometimes it takes a long time to, to build those relationships and get someone to particularly if you want to get them on TV or something like that. Right.
1: Yes, usually it does, and I a lot of people are kind of impatient. Um, they think things need to come overnight, and you need to get these big results in a month. Mm-hmm. PR takes time. It's like a volcano. It it, it needs time. <laughs>
0: yeah, you got to build up to it, right? And I think yeah. that's, I think anything worth doing takes time, right? And, and end of the day, I think sometimes people think that you know quick fixes will fix things, but the reality is it's a long game. Um yeah. So, what's your most favorite PR sort of um, medium in terms of of getting the best attention do you think nowadays i mean i know i think tv i don't know about tv so it comes and, comes and goes right
1: yeah so i don't actually watch tv myself that's but what I'm i saying. Like...
0: like my son my son's similar um like 21 and he, he rarely watches tv and so and i don't really watch that much anyway to be honest but i'll probably watch mm-hmm. stuff that's on you know on on replay of stuff like that But i don't technically mm-hmm. sit there and watch tv like they used to so i do not know who's watching it anymore but it's not me or <laughs> <Well>, you, obviously.
1: <laughs> I know, but it is exciting to appear on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is, right? You appear on TV because it's yeah, it looks good, and you can always say "as seen on TV," right? <laughs>
1: yes, I actually wrote a book with um, Kevin Harrington. Um, yeah. He's the founder of like "as seen on TV," the brand. Okay, and All right. and so he built that whole brand. He built the. He's the. He's known as like the father of the um, infomercial. Right. So, and then um, I heard that his like kids or one of his sons doesn't really watch TV, <laughs> but that's what he built his whole brand on. Well
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, I guess the biggest problem is that the internet's kind going to replace the TV in some respects. At some point there, um, you know, the only way you could get information was TV. You know, the internet, even when it was early days, didn't have much about it. But, but I think the mediums are now taking it so much on. And in Australia, they had one point there where Facebook decided to turn off media off the Facebook or Facebook altogether in Australia. And oh, wow. yeah, they, they basically, it's an interesting kind of conversation about should social media like Facebook benefit from the content that's created by the traditional media, like TV show, toast stations, and newspapers and stuff like that? Should they benefit from it by embedding links and everything inside it? And, and then the Australian government said, well, I think we should charge, you know, big media for this. And, you know, so, you know, they'll charge Facebook and Facebook will pay, you know, the TV station for the content. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook decided to say, well, okay, we're just going to turn it off then. <laughs> so they just turned off media altogether in Australia. So suddenly went to Facebook <laughs> and all, and they, they turned off all sorts of interesting, uh, like they turned off um, all sites that weren't even related to media. They were turning off uh, charities, they were turning off, all sorts of stuff. It was just a mess, and you could see AI just got totally confused about what what it was. <laughs> um, and then I think the battle went on for about a, about a weekish, and then they, and then Facebook just turned it back off back back on again because um, you could see that battle going on between that the social media saying they're not media in terms of that a TV station or a newspapers media they're not really a, a media outlet, but the reality is they are they are reporting it. So it's a real kind of confusing thing I think nowadays is who's who, who's really producing media that's real and who's producing media that isn't. Control your destiny and create a complete business system for your online business. Evolvepreneur.app offers an easy and cost-effective way to build your online business by helping you avoid the pain and stress of implementing multiple systems, giving you the freedom to automate and scale. Support our sponsor by grabbing a free copy of Startup Secrets for Entrepreneurs at Evolvepreneur.app.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: <laughs> so um, I think that's part of the problems, I think, is is the mistrust. Somehow along the line, they started trusting for, um, social media and stopped trusting TV stations. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that happened exactly, because it, at least with it, and, you know if you've got a journalistic background, you know that, you know, generally speaking, you know, journalists will research the story, make sure a fact check it, make sure it's correct and it's
1: well um we run, used, right? they used to i don't know yeah. what happened
0: <laughs> i don't think it happens anymore right they virtually just say stuff because it's such a tight deadline now like you've got the scenario where people are writing stories and getting having to get it up as fast as possible i you know i think that that litmus test that goes through is, is lost
1: i think back in the days a long long time ago they used to have more of a kind of Detail-oriented background checks of the mm. information they used to put out there. And yeah. I think because of these tight deadlines, it's really rare that people do thorough kind of background checks and um, detail seeking and all that.
0: Mm. I mean, there's a good case in Australia where um, a few years ago, and because it cost me like 100 grand, um, some, <laughs> some journalists wrote a story about a mining company that was deep in debt and they thought it was going to go broke a big, big mining company. And that mining company wasn't an Australian stock exchange, but um, the stock exchange in Australia got nervous from that story and the, and the share prices went down dramatically for things like BHP and Tia and Tinto, who's here, and they tanked on their prices and it cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, almost you know, like you know, the share market went right down because of that story. And the fact was that that story was actually the, they, that particular mining company, yes, was in trouble, but everybody knew that and they'd known that for years. It wasn't like it was news. Mm-hmm. but that particular piece just they grabbed hold of it and then the whole stock exchange went crumbling down for about <laughs> a week in the price so it's it's like in one little mistake and it's like all he would have had to say in that story was perhaps like it's nothing to do with other countries it's only this particular um and and at the end of the day it's you know been known for quite some time but that almost like some of these people thought it was new news and reacted to it so
1: oh <laughs> it went trending
0: <laughs> yes exactly and I think that's that's the change so so what are you? if you take on a client, what's your kind of first, what do you normally notice with a client when you go to do media PR? Because one of the things that we did some um, stuff with some somebody recently where part of the thing was a weekend where you actually had to figure out your story, tell mm-hmm. your story over and over again in terms of getting it really tight and then be able to pitch it to a, a TV station or something like that. And very different to what you think, right, because I think what a lot of people aren't prepared for in the first place, are they?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I think, um, what works best if they, if they have a story that's written well Mm -hmm. and, um, is marketable that works really good. And then what also works is having good SEO. So when people do Google them, um, people you're pitching, um, they could see some good traction.
0: Because I see you—you you got Google for Entrepreneurs award, award winner. I didn't even know Google did, did awards. What was that for?
1: Yeah, so that was a competition, fifty-four hour competition by Startup Weekend, mm-hmm. which is powered by, which was powered by Google for Entrepreneurs, but now they're called Google for Startups. Okay. So <laughs> they changed their name, but um, yeah, I won first place with my team, and that wow. was pretty interesting. It was fifty-four yeah. hours.
0: So you had to go fifty-four hours straight.
1: <laughs> yeah but you could choose what you do within right. that 54 hour time it's not like you're like chained to the desk or something <laughs> like that so but you do have to use your time very very well because my team changed our idea on the second day right and yeah. no one else did that
0: <laughs> you no one on else it,
1: right? <laughs> no we were the only one who did that so oh, okay. we were yeah but i'm glad we did because we ended up winning
0: yeah yeah so you're asking yourself the right sort of questions if you're changing something in in you know, in that sort of paradigm aren't you
1: yeah you do have to like agree on a lot of things as well with your team in in those competitions and um also it's a very competitive nature because there's so many other people competing but um i like the experience i would mm-hmm. say I think i i think i only like it because i won but
0: uh <laughs> maybe don't <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> probably, uh, would you do it again probably not right <laughs> it's like you no know. i
1: i i it, i would want to say yes but it was very um very stressful <laughs> like mm-hmm. impactful like yeah but i loved what i learned
0: yeah yeah and i think that's the that's the thing is if you can learn something out of it and then use it in your business. So obviously it's a, it's a good learning curve in that respect because if you are on a time crunch, at least you know how to do it, right?
1: <laughs> Could you repeat so, what you said? I then? said you're
0: on a time crunch, at least you know what you're doing, right? Like you've had the yeah. experience of having to try and do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: just don't <laughs> run around, you know, mad, mad thing, trying to do something and then do nothing. Yeah, and it, yeah. So um, when you're talking to, talking to media or dealing with it, you've got some sort of tips that people should sort of think about when they're dealing with, with say the, the traditional media?
1: I think, um, my biggest tip would be honestly to believe in yourself because you do have to keep trying, mm-hmm. um, to get, you get noticed. Know a lot,
0: right? you, you get told no a lot in this game. Before
1: <laughs> you get, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, Oh, I'm, amazing or have an amazing client everyone's going to say yes it it depends on timing and persistence Mm -hmm. and how you change your message and pivoting and or just moving on and then coming back at a later time give it
0: up and say that not not going to work for me or try someone else
1: yeah and then you can always pivot back Mm -hmm.
0: okay makes sense so what's what's in store for you next year obviously you're going to bring this book out is it on pre-order now or is it um going to be on?
1: It's on uh, pre-order order right now. Um, if people pre-order now, um, they'll get a lot of perks, uh, which they won't be getting when it's fully uh, published. Um, the pre-orders will get uh, acknowledged in the book. Um, they will also get the signed copy. Um, otherwise, um, to get a signed copy, they'll have to meet me in person, which I don't know <laughs> will be. I still be... to get to uh, I don't know if um, COVID will um, allow, you know, in-person signings or anything like that. We yeah, know, don't gonna know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I so. the
0: book it across the room at them, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> so you catch the book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they can help me choose the cover and be on my author journey.
0: Okay. And that's an interesting thing because we, we do a lot of book publishing and what we find is clients um, want to do all the hard yards, say nothing about their book until it's completely finished and ready to go. And I think that's a mistake. I think if you can engage your audience and, and start building your readership before you even write the book, then you're going to be so much better off down the track. And they've also felt like they're part of something. And so I think surprising people with a book isn't necessarily the best way to go if you build up to it and, and what you're doing is, is, a, is a great way to do it.
1: Yes. Um, I'm kind of, um, I like to do both. It depends, mm-hmm. but you will get much more um, attention and sales if we do it. The way you said it, mm. um, but some people just get too nervous and they want it out and then talk about it, so they can um, kind of basically um, give people what they said they'll give them. Mm. So we, you don't never, you never really know if you're gonna finish it or not. Books are pretty hard, so yeah, yeah. I see why people say <laughs> why pe- I see why people kind of keep it a secret.
0: Yeah, because they're scared they might say open their big mouth and say they're gonna write this book and never write it. And and I see yeah. a few people do that sometimes. They'll say, well, actually, I'm going to write this book, and then two years later, they still haven't done it. Um, so, and I think it's a sad thing. I think probably what you've done, I I'm, I'm would imagine, is you've started to do it, started to pull it together, and it's and once you've sort of pretty far into it, then you start that pre-order thing. So you know that you're not. It's not like you're starting from scratch. You, you know you've got a bit of runway there, and you can get it done. Um, it's done. It's yeah. done.
1: But I'm just going to do clean up the details, and yeah. so and um, yeah basically market it right now and then um, have all my supporters help me choose vote on the cover um, and um, help me kind of just tweak it a little bit because it's for the readers Mm. so i'm gonna get their input and this is a way to help me with that
0: yeah, and it's the best way to go because, I mean, if, if a reader will give you input and, and they're going to buy the book, that's the main thing. I mean, it's not very good to come up with a great title and cover and then think, well, that's all wonderful, but no one gets it. <laughs> and yeah, no one yes, exactly. So, and, and, the readers, and, you know, the pre-readers are certainly using it more brutal and normal, so they'll tell you one thing or the other. So what's yeah. the
1: book called? Take Massive Action.
0: Okay, Cool. All right. It sounds sounds like an action book then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's um, getting um, stories from people who are experts in their fields and figuring out how they exactly took massive action in their lives to get to where they're at. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting because everyone's story is different. Yep. Everyone has a different way they took action and massive action and, How they implemented their ideas and make it made it come to life and it's very interesting so no one has to do the same thing as everyone else they can be successful in their own way
0: yeah makes sense and and i think the whole idea massive action is a good idea because at the end of the day a lot of people will drag things out for years when the reality is, you could probably have got that done in a matter of weeks or less, but it's you, you're doing it, you're potentially dragging it out for a reason, and it's probably it's like writing a book you're dragging it out because you're scared you might not be able to write it. <laughs> and so, I think it's yeah, and I think it's, as you say, it's belief in yourself ultimately, it's that you can, yes, actually, yeah, so, um. We'll put some links up once uh, with your website and stuff so that we can actually get access to the book and stuff. So um, depending on when the podcast comes out, your book might would be released, who knows? Um, <laughs> so um, we'll put all the links up on there. So I really appreciate you coming on and, um, and maybe we'll talk to you again when your book comes out. And-
1: awesome, I would love to. <laughs> sure. um, and then I'll pick your brain about your business too. I yeah, want to learn. <laughs>
0: we can do the same. We can cross the whole night. That's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Okay, thanks. Thanks talk to talk to you again, Christina.
1: You too. Take care.
0: That's a wrap on another awesome episode for the Startup Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. Just before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review. Please also consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes at startupsecrets.show right now. Until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, make a start on your next great business idea today.